I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Down the blind, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, I put up a post the other day on my Instagram page asking you guys, who was the most underrated signing your club has made in the last 20-odd years? Got about two to 300 responses there. It was pretty crazy. Normally, I go through and read all of these live. Uh, today, what I did is I spent half an hour or so going through every single one of your comments. I filed my top three, four, or five uh, from every single team, team by team, and I'm going to go through and read those to you now. Decided not to go in the normal alphabetical order that most of these things are done in and most rugby league things are done into the teams. They are a little bit randomised, the order we're going to go in. So stay tuned for your side, but I'm going to go through and read out some of your suggestions and give you my opinions on those takes. I'm not going to say names with them. I've got them all written on the whiteboard in front of me that I'll go through just the names of the players. So listen out for your suggestion. Apologies for not reading out each individual person that commented these. Uh, it would just take a little bit of time and it makes it a bit more erratic. I thought I'd schedule it a little bit better here so I could give a bit more detail. So we'll start with the Sydney Roosters. I've got a couple of names here. The first one. I've got BM times two, and this is Brett Mullins from the 2002 Premiership winning tie. So I brought him from the Canberra Raiders. Obviously a guy that had played with Ricky Stewart down there at Canberra. Uh, Ricky decided he needed a bit of experience in his back line, and wow, didn't Brett Mullins do a sensational job? Wasn't the same highlights and everything that we saw from Mullins in the early parts of his career with the Canberra Raiders, the Green Greyhound, but he went out there and did a sensational job at the Chooks. Brought a bit of experience to a pretty young back line when you have a look at it. You know, Luke Phillips, Anthony Minicello, a young Shannon Hegarty, a young Justin Hodges, all these guys, Brett Mullins, he was the real experienced head. You also had Craig Wing at halfback, who was only in his early 20s as well. So outside of Freddie, it was really Freddie and Brett Mullins that were the true experience in this side. Luke Phillips had played his fair whack of footy by then, to be fair, but the other guys are very young. So Brett Mullins, he played a critical role. Ryan Cross was in this side too, but he was injured for this game, I believe. So Brett Mullins, he was sensational. The Roosters, they went out and found an experienced outside 
back that had been there and done it and brought him in to do a job. 20 years later, they do the same thing. This time, not with BM Brett Mullins, but with BM Brett Morris. Another very underrated signing. Uh, came to the Chooks and did a sensational job. I thought he was unlucky not to be the Clive Churchill medalist in 2019. Jack Whiten got those duties for a brilliant kicking game. But the reason, the sole reason why the Canberra A's didn't score more points off that kicking game was BM Brett Morris. He was incredible that night, and he was incredible for the Chooks until the day he retired. One from the 2013 side for the Sydney Roosters, which I love, was Michael Jennings. Jenko uh, got himself into a bit of uh, hot curry, pissing hot over the last uh, couple of years. But Jenko, and I think he's underrated because they signed Maloney and Sonny Bill Williams that year, and they're the two big signings. But Jenko, he was the cherry on top for that 2013 team. He just created a heap of X-Factor. He was going great guns for the Blues at that point, too. And, of course, the moment we look back on is the 2013 Grand Final second half. James Maloney overcooks a grubber by a metre or so. It's going dead for all money. And Jenko flies through the sky, Superman style to score. One of the greatest Grand Final tries we've ever seen. Uh, The other one is Takiaho. Now, he's a guy that played in the centres for the New Zealand Warriors a couple of years ago. The Roosters went and signed him. He's turned into a premier uh, front rower in our game and, of course, featured in their back-to-back premiership victories. Made a big line break in the 2019. Grand Final, I believe, which really broke that game open in the second half. Great player. Another one from the 2002 side. He was the Clive Churchill medalist. He is now the Cronulla Sharks coach, Craig Fitzgibbon. I think people forget they signed him from St. George, Illawarra uh, at the end of the 1999 season. He came over in 2000 and went on to play in, what was it, four Grand Finals in the next five years, and the night that they won, he was the best player on the field, winning the Clive Churchill medal. Craig Fitzgibbon, sensational effort. Our next team is the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Got three names here. The first one, Benny Te'o, in that grand final, he was immense. In the lead-up to that grand final, he was even better, though. Such a good signing for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Michael Maguire squeezed every inch he possibly could out of Ben Te'o. He left pretty soon after that, uh, because I think he was just too intense during that period, Benny. But there is a moment in that 2014 prelim final against the Roosters where he comes on the field. Roosters are on the front foot. Uh, He tackles James Maloney, then he picks him up and throws him on the ground again and sort of body slams him, gave away a blatant penalty. And then I believe he turned around to Sam Burgess and said something along the lines of, I'm here for you tonight, are you here for me? And from that moment on, the Bunnies, they were never going to drop that premiership. So Ben Tell, a great signing. Another one, another back rower that was really aggressive, Mick Crocker for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. For me, it was Mick Crosser, Crocker, Kidwell, Asatasi. These guys were the real turning points for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. It was uh, the other two that sort of got the headlines for me. I thought Mick Crocker in his time for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, he was sensational and he really set new standards there. And the last one is one from the 2014, uh, 2014 side as well. Lottie Takiri, uh, a very, he was very old when he signed with the South Sydney Rabbitohs, but I thought he was tremendous in his time back at South Sydney and similar to to Brett Morris, similar to Brett Mullins. It was a really experienced signing. And once again, a very young backline. you got to remember um, Cody Walker. No, not Cody Walker. Sorry, Dylan Walker. That was his first year of first grade that year. Alex Johnson, it was his first year of first grade. Arvao, it was his first year of first grade too, I believe. Maybe his second. So the back line was incredibly young. And Adam Reynolds was only into the second or third year of his career. And Luke Keary was in his first season as well. So the experience of Lottie Takiri was very, very important. Obviously, GI was in this side too. But they signed Lottie for a reason. And he certainly did deliver in 2014 for South Sydney. Let's move to the Melbourne Storm. And uh, two current guys and two guys from the past. The first one is Jerome Hughes, really 
really obvious one. Not sure if you'd call Husey underrated, but I still feel like people kind of forget that he played at other clubs. He was at the Cowboys. He was at the Titans. The Melbourne Storm signed him as probably a utility outside back uh, and turned him into a premier halfback in rugby league. The other one they signed from Canterbury was Dale Finucane. Now, Canterbury couldn't hold on to him because of salary cap pressure. They seeked out to find him the best deal they possibly could because they knew he was such a star and going to be such a good player if he landed in the right spot. And good God, didn't they find the right spot? The Melbourne Storm took Dale Finucane under their wings and have turned him into one of the premier players in our game. Craig Bellamy, I believe, when he left, said something along the lines of, uh, you know, he's the best player that he's coached or he's the... It was something along those lines or the worst player the Melbourne... The worst player to lose from the Melbourne Storm that has built their DNA and everything. So a sensational player. Two guys that the Melbourne Storm signed very early. And, of course, they came in in 99. So there's a heap of guys you could pick from that early team. Glenn Lazarus is the obvious standout. But as far as underrated guys go... I think the first one has to be Brett Kamali. I don't think people give Brett Kamali enough credit in his career for how good he was. Uh, they saw they came in in 98. Brett Kamali was a starting halfback, a young kid from Newcastle. Uh, they brought him in. He won the Clive Churchill medal two years ago in a premiership victory there. Uh, just an incredible effort from Brett Kamali, champion player. And his half partner, we had him on the podcast. Another kid from, uh, was he from Newcastle? I believe he was, Scotty Hill. Pl- played for the Hunter Mariners. That's where he came from anyway. But Scott Hill, champion player, five. Uh, was the 5'8", and then moved to lock, uh, and then moved back to 5'8", the back end of his career, but played for the Kangaroos, played for New South Wales, was really good in all every single side that he was in, and unfortunately, Scotty Hill left to go to England at the end of 2006 when they lost the grand final to the Brisbane Broncos, but he laid a platform for success for the Melbourne Storm into the future. Uh, let's move to the St. George Illawarra Dragons, and a couple of guys, most of which are featuring from their 2010 side, but one guy that came after that was Gareth Widdop from the Melbourne Storm and he was the St. George Illawarra Dragons for a very long time there, champion player Wids. Whenever the Saints were going well during the 2010s, it was because Gareth Widdop was on the field, one, and two when he was braining it, which he quite often was. I think he's one of the best players of the last decade, to be honest with you. It was just injuries in the team he was in that really hampered him. Three guys from the Premiership winning side. The first one is Nathan Fien. Uh, signed him from up at North Queensland. He played at the Warriors as well. Came off the bench in the grand final and for most of that season and really proved to be a point of difference. Thinking off the top of my head, I believe he scored a try in that grand final. He might have scored the last try of the 2010 grand final. Dragons fans could tell me more. Darius Boyd's the obvious one, bringing him back from, bringing him down from the Brisbane Broncos. Wayne Bennett brought his boy down with him. Uh, he went on to be the Clive Churchill medalist in the 2010 grand final, having three try assists in that game. Uh, really having a bath with Joe, a young Joey Lelua that was defending on the left wing for the Sydney Roosters, putting um, putting Jason Nightingale over for a heap of tries that day. But the number one for me has to be Jamie Soward. Signing him from the Sydney Roosters when they seemingly didn't want him. He was too small for first grade, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he'd played reserve grade for the Newtown Jets, kicking two match-winning field goals in three years in the grand final, I believe. One of which I was there for. It was from about halfway. It's one of the best strikes I've ever seen. Jamie arrived at the St. George Illawarra Dragons soon after. Wayne Bennett arrived there. And Jamie, he was Wayne Bennett's guy at the Dragons. Uh, he was incredible that season. I believe he was the Dally M 5 of the 
the year. And I think he came second in the Dally M's in 2010. He was incredible, Jamie Soward, and he was crucial to them in that grand final, setting up the first try um, and kicking, I think, every goal that day. He also kicked the winning field goal to knock over the Tigers to get them into the grand final. Let's move to the Cronulla Sharks and a heap of guys here. I've got five names here. Four of them are from the 2016 Grand Final side. The first one is Lukey Lewis. Signed him from the Penrith Panthers. Uh, I would also put Wade Graham next to him. Very similar players. Uh, these two absolute champions. But getting Luke Lewis when they did, um, there's a couple of guys on this list that added a lot to this Sharky side, and Luke Lewis was definitely one of them. Another Clive Churchill medalist on Grand Final night. Mick Ennis, the hooker, he was immense. Uh, he's sort of doing my head in on the commentary team at the moment. But Mick Ennis for the Sharkies, a great player, and I don't think they win the premiership without him. Benny Barber, the fullback they signed as well, went from um, Canterbury to the Sharks and was just terrific there. Uh, another guy that played a big role in their grand final, I believe he scored the first try uh, when you had... Paul Gallen come off the back of the scrum and Benny Barber had locked into the second row without anyone noticing and he found him on the inside for the first meaty. And Matty Pryor, the front rower that just never stopped Matt Pryor, champion player, had the honour of meeting him once, uh, <laughs> very late at night one evening, but he was a champion fellow, had all the time in the world for me and spoke to me for ages. So Matty Pryor, always been a big fan of him. Uh, the one that we didn't mention was probably James Maloney, but I don't think he's overly underrated when it comes to that premiership, same as the Roosters in 2013. The other one I want to mention, though, and we've already spoken about him, but I think he deserves another shout here, Brett Kamali. Uh, they signed him from the Northern Eagles, I believe, at the end of the 2001 season, arrived there in 2002. Uh, they didn't win a premiership with BK, but he was a champion player for a very long time, and he was the face of the Cronulla Sharks, especially for me when I was a kid coming through watching the Sharks. So, champion player, Brett Kamali. Let's move to the North Queensland Cowboys. Three names here. The first one is playing this year, Chatty Townsend, champion player. Uh, he's made such an impact so early. Probably is still underrated, but if the Cowboys go on to make the top eight this year, potentially make the top four and push even further, he probably won't be an underrated signing for very much longer, but a Good shout there. Dallas Johnson, they got him from the Melbourne Storm. Tough as nails, Dallas Johnson. Love this one. Always a good signing, DJ, there. And the big one from their grand final side, and there's probably a couple of guys we could have picked here, but the one that stands out for me, and he doesn't give, get the credit that he should get, Lachlan Coote. Uh, he was sensational for the Cowboys uh, throughout that 2015 season. His NRL career probably didn't finish the way that he would have liked, but when they signed Coote from the Penrith Panthers, he looked like a good player. Did I think he'd go on to win a premiership and play a critical role as a fullback? No, I didn't. So he really did deliver Lachlan Coote. A great signing there. Let's move to the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, Benny Hannett, the first one, the polar bear, signing from the Sydney Roosters. I think it was about 2008, 2009, I think. It might have even been earlier, sorry. Uh, but Benny, no, actually it was, because I think, was Ben Hannett in the 2006 Side, I'm actually shooting a bit of a blank here. I think he might have been. But Ben Hannett, I'll tell you a story about Ben Hannett. He was... He was at the Roosters when he first came. He was a really big bit of gear. He had to lose a bit of weight to find his way into first grade, which he eventually did. Uh, but on his first week or first day, I can't remember exactly how the yarn goes, he walked down to the newsagent to buy a newspaper, which shows you what time it was, uh, like the the sort of time as far as uh, the year that it was. And he went down there and he brought a scratchy with him. And he won, I think it was 200K he won. So 
Unbelievable story. Yeah, sorry. Benny Hannett was on the bench for the Broncos in 2006, so he went a lot earlier than that. Sorry. So he played in the Roosters 05, then went to the Broncos in 06, yeah, and won that grand final up there. Incredible story. But it was 04 or 05, I believe. Uh, he walked down the road, grabbed himself a scratchy, and I think he won something like 200K or something fucking ridiculous. An unbelievable story. You have to find someone from the Roosters uh, in the early 2000s to hear that story properly, but a crazy one. Then they called him Scratchy for a little bit. Uh, the next one is Justin Hodges, another guy they signed from the Sydney Roosters. He was previously at the Broncos, went down to the Chooks. Then Wayne Bennett got him back, and he went on to be the fullback in the 2006 Grand Final. Carmichael Hunt moved out to the Sting. Hodges was incredible. He played a big role in that final series too, setting out one of the best tries you'll ever see for Sean Berrigan in the prelim final against Canterbury Bulldogs, a comeback victory there to get them into the GF. Uh, and then a couple of guys from yesteryear. The first one is Benny Eichen. Uh, I believe he was playing for the Crushers, I think it was, Benny Eichen. They signed him then, and he went on to obviously feature in the 2000 Grand Final. A very a great player, Benny Eichen. Very underrated. But then, of course, it would form a relationship with the club, and he would go back there over the last year or so and do great things to the Brisbane Broncos again. Another one is Kevin Campion. A uh, champion player, Campion. When they signed him, he just brought an air of toughness to this side. He is just an absolute warrior, Kevin Campion. And speaking of warriors, he will feature on their list as well. And the last one is Kevin Walters, who played about 50-odd first-grade games for the Brisbane Bron- for the Canberra Raiders back in the day before the Broncos signed him up. He went on to win six premierships for the Brisbane Broncos. And I think that we, we remember Kevin Walters as a Bronco so much that we forget they actually did sign him from the Canberra Raiders. So an unreal little get there. Let's move to the Gold Coast Titans. Tough. They've only been around for, what is it now? Almost 20 years, coming on 20 years now. Uh, but the guys I've got here, Greg Bird signed from the Sharkies. Just tough as nails. Birdie, one of the best 13s I think we've ever seen personally. I think he'd be better off in the modern game than when he actually played. Loved watching Birdie play. Nate Miles. Nate Miles was a premier front rower in rugby league. And I, I think the person that suggested Nate Miles, apologies, I don't have your name, brother, said uh, that Nate Miles, I didn't appreciate him until he was gone. And I think he's one of those sort of guys. Champion player. Anthony LaFranchi is a really good shout, as is Mark Minicello. Two guys that I believe were there from day dot. LaFranchi played for the Kangaroos, played for New South Wales. Mark Minicello, the brother of Anthony Minicello, never got to play rep football, but played a heap of games for the Titans and went over to England, played a heap of games. I could be wrong, but I think Mark Minicello played something like 450 games across Australia and England, which is a sensational effort. He was a real clubman for the Gold Coast Titans. And the most recent one is Big Tino. He has been a great signing for them and will continue to be a great signing. And I think at the moment it's probably a little bit underrated because I don't think it's being appreciated what he's doing week in, week out for this side. Let's move to the Parramatta Eels. Uh, some really good ones here, some really interesting ones. First one is Clint Gutherson they got him from the Manly Seagulls, obviously. Um, champion player, Gutho. He's gone on to be their skipper, play origin, etc. We had a, played a starring role in their win on the weekend against the Penrith Panthers. We couldn't leave out Isaiah Papali. It's probably not underrated, to be honest with you, because we're all aware how much of a good signing it's been. Uh, but he has been great, as has Ryan Madison, another one that's been mentioned here by a few people. 
Maddo has been a sensational signing. But my favorite and one of my favorite Parramatta signings ever, Jimmy Dimmick. Uh, they signed the, what was he, 95 Clive Churchill medalist for the Canterbury Bulldogs to Parramatta in the later years, along with Jason Smith and these sort of guys. And Jimmy Dimmick, he was a great signing for Parramatta. He's actually going to feature in our next one as well, which is the Canterbury Bulldogs. We'll talk about Jim Dimmick first. They signed him from the Magpies, I think it was originally. They also signed another guy from the Magpies. Now, this guy won a... Dally M medal from the Magpies when they finished last. I think it was 1982, somewhere in the 80s. Terry Lamb, who went on to be a Canterbury legend. If you if you get a chance, go and have a look at the career of Terry Lamb. I think he's one of the most underrated footballers of all time, if not the most underrated footballer. I'll just get his stats up for you quickly to show you because some of the things that he did was just incredible Terry Lamb. Obviously he's one of the he's known as being the greatest support player ever and you know there's no doubt about that whatsoever. Absolute gunny hole. He's right up there with the most tries ever scored and you're talking about him next to names like Billy Slater, Ken Irvine, these sort of guys. Just to give you an idea. So he so he won the Dalian player of the year in 83, not 82, sorry. 1983. He was playing for the Magpies at that point. They came last. They came dead last, and he managed to win the Dalian medal. That is an incredible effort. He was the Dalian 5'8 of the year. Okay, so from 1983 to 1993, so in a 10-year span, he won it in 83, 84, 86, 87, 91, 92, 93. In a 10-year span, Terry Lamb won Dalian 5'8 of the year 7 out of 10 years, which is incredible. Rothman's medal in 1994 as well. A couple of premierships for the Canterbury Bulldogs. He played 350 first-grade games, scoring 164 tries as a 5'8". Unbelievable with a 60% win rate. Seven games in State of Origin, 17 games for the Kangaroos. Uh, an incredible player, Terry Lamb. Just an absolute freak. Should have played a lot more rep football than what he did and should be appreciated a lot more than what he has been over the last few years. Another one for the Canterbury Bulldogs is Bobcat Ryan, Andrew Ryan. He actually featured in the 2001 Grand Final for the Parramatta Eels. Canterbury signed him uh, within a year or two and of course he ended up being the captain when Steve Price was out in their 2004 Premiership victory over the Sydney Roosters. Willie Mason got the Clive Churchill that night. Personally, I would have actually given it to Andrew Ryan. You go and watch that game and you watch some of the tackles he came up with. He set up two tries. He made one tackle on Chris Walker that was unbelievable. Go back and watch that game. Willie Mason, he wasn't undeserving of it. Uh, I would have had those two as my top two. And Willie Mason's stats for that game were incredible, no doubt about it. But for me, some of the plays that Andrew Ryan came up with, there's a cutout pass to Matty Utah. It's one of the best grand final pills you will ever see in the rain that night. A sensational effort. One of the great signings ever. Mick Ennis, another one from the Canterbury Bulldogs. We already mentioned Mick Ennis before. I think it was in the Sharkies one. Uh, as a starting nine. He arrived there. I think he featured in two grand finals. They didn't win a comp, but he really epitomized what the Bulldogs are about. You just, you didn't want to fucking deal with them, and Ennis would be in your face every single time. Let's move to the West Tigers. Three big names here. The first one, good signing this year, Jackson Hastings. A massive one. Uh, he's been great. I still think it's a little bit underrated what Jacko is doing, so I appreciate this one being in there. Uh, Gareth Ellis. 
arrived here in, I'm going to say 09, 010, 2010, around that mark. Uh, one of the best back rowers I've ever seen, to be honest with you. Had an incredible offloading game, Ren, one of the best lines you've ever seen. Real intimidating guy. It's disappointing he didn't stay longer in the NRL because I, I thought he was one of the best back rowers I've ever seen. I think him and Sam Burgess uh, would be the best two English forwards that I've seen over the last few years, along with Adrian Morley as well. But I don't think Ellis gets spoken about as much as he should. And granted, he wasn't over here for as long as the other guys, but he was a champion player. The other one's Brett Hodgson. Another guy that featured in the 2001 Parramatta Eels grand final loss to the Newcastle Knights came over to the West Tigers. I think he was the leading point scorer in 2005. He became the club captain later on. Absolutely Killed it that season with some huge performances and was great in the grand final as well. So great shout there. Let's move to the New Zealand Warriors. A couple of good ones here. We already mentioned Kevin Campion. Uh, There's an old story that goes in the 2002 grand final, and whether this is true or not, uh, I know it is true, but I don't know if the exact details are true. They came in at halftime, and they are actually up 8-6. And uh, Daniel Anderson, who's well known for some pretty quirky shit, uh, came into the sheds and instead of giving them a speech, apparently he played a tape on a um, on a radio or whatever of the Warriors scoring the best try that's ever been scored and winning the grand final, something along those lines. And Kevin Campion stood up and smashed the thing and sort of said, what the fuck is this? And of course, they walked out in the second half and they got absolutely slapped. I think they got beaten by 22 points in the second half. So Kevin Campion, that's the sort of guy he was. He'd come from the Brisbane Broncos where he had been successful. He'd been in successful teams. He'd seen how they'd operated and he couldn't believe the way that the Warriors were acting at halftime. So a great yarn there. I'd love to – I've, I've talked, spoken to a few blokes that were in the sheds for that game that are players, but uh, it all happened so quickly that they they, they, they they sort of don't remember it or have maybe blocked it out. So I'd love to talk to one day coaching staff or someone that was in that room. Pretty crazy stuff. But that's the sort of guy that Kevin Campion was. Another one, Michael Luck, uh, champion back row, Michael Luck, tough as nails. Very smart fella too. A really good sign there, really. He was like Simon Mannering before Simon Mannering. Uh, James Maloney, another good little signing here. I think he's probably more appreciated at the Roosters and at the Sharks and probably at the Panthers, to be honest with you. But what he did for that Warriors team in 2011 was sensational. Another one, Wade McKinnon. Uh, one of the greats. I think he's so underrated, Wade McKinnon, Parramatta, South Sydney. When the Warriors got him, though, he absolutely set it alight for New Zealand in those couple of years. He did really well. Michael Witt's another one we've had on the podcast. He was a great signing for them as well. Of course, he was the man that, I think it was 2008, they went down to Melbourne in eighth place and knocked over the Melbourne Storm, who were in first place. Uh, and he was well known for holding the ball up in the corner, like that scene from Lion King. Cameron Smith almost knocking out of his hands. But Witty got the job done there. Uh, let's move to the Canberra Raiders. Four more teams to go. Canberra, Manly, Newcastle, Penrith. The Canberra Raiders. Some really good ones here. The first one, Elliot Whitehead. I think it's so underappreciated just how good this guy is. This guy never plays a 10 out of 10, but he never plays below an 8. And I think that needs to be appreciated. He's been so good for them. He obviously also convinced a heap of other Pommy guys to come there. He was the one that really started this trend for the Canberra Raiders, and he's become a real right-hand man for Ricky Stewart over the years. Sia Soliola signing there. I think he left the Roosters, went over to England, came back. It looked like his career was done and dusted, to be honest with you. He left as a flashy sort of center, arrived back as just a hard-nosed back rower and then turned into a hard-nosed front rower. Uh, One of the great guys in rugby league, one of the most consistent players I've ever seen over the last five or six years. He was great for the Canberra Raiders, Sia Soliola. Another one, Blake Austin. Uh, When the Canberra Raiders were playing some good 
footy just before they sort of hit that run where they went all the way to the GF. Blake Austin at six, he was playing some great footy for them. They signed him from the West Tigers, who, who he, he first of all came from the Penrith Panthers. But Austin, he was an absolute prodigy for a little while there. It didn't all play out as anticipated. I think other oh, opposition teams worked out Blake Austin's game reasonably quickly. Uh, but there was a period there where he was such a good signing and he was absolutely killing it. Over in England, doing good things now, Blake Austin. Let's move to the Manly Seagulls. Uh, some really good ones here. A more recent one, Joel Thompson. I really like this signing. Um, Joel Thompson, I would have had him in the Dragons too. I was a bit surprised no one mentioned him. Coming from the Canberra Raiders to the Dragons to the Manly Seagulls. He was unreal. Uh, one in the modern day team, Josh Alloyer. I think he's been so good. I think he's been their best front rower this year. Um, it is early days. only played six or seven games or whatever it is. Probably less to be honest with you. But I think he's been a great signing. A uh, c- couple of old schoolers. Matty Orford. What a player Matt Orford was. Got him from the Melbourne Storm. Sort of forgotten just how good Orford was at the Melbourne Storm because Cooper Cronk came in after him. Uh, but Matty Orford, he arrived at the Manly Seagulls. He won the Dalian Medal in 2008, and they won the Premiership in 2008, knocking over the Melbourne Storm 40-0. And Orford, he was sensational. He was the best player in the competition that year by a country mile. We've actually been talking to him the last few weeks, hoping to get him on the podcast. We're just working out times and everything, so that'll be a great chat to have. Now, these two. I don't know if you'd call them underrated, but I still don't think people appreciate the signings enough. Jamie Lyon, they brought him back from England. He won Man of Steels over there after being a kangaroo centre and just deciding rugby league wasn't for him in the big smoke, so he took off. Rived back at the Manly Seagulls, and I honestly think he's one of the best players I've ever seen, Jamie Lyon. I saw everyone picking their team of the of last decade a few years ago, and I couldn't believe how many people left Jamie Lyon out of it. Uh, he really revolutionised the centre position, turned it into like a second 5-8 role, but unfortunately no one else could emulate what he was doing and copy the sort of role that he was playing, so it never really took off. But what him and Glenn Stewart did on that right edge for the Manly Seagulls was unbelievable for a while there. The other one is Ben Kennedy. Uh, We always talk about Ben Kennedy as a great signing uh, for the Manly Seagulls, and I'm going to talk about him again in a minute, but he really did revolutionise that club and the attitude of it, Uh, and he really brought through guys like Glenn Stewart, like Chock Watmo. Uh, Talking to Michael Witt, who was there, he arrived the same year as BK. I reckon his impact was unbelievable. Believable, and he really took Chuck Watmo under his wing and really made him uh, the sort of player that he became. And, you know, he didn't win any prem- premierships with the Manly Seagulls, but he set them up for a real glory run in 06 and 07. Uh, or maybe it was 05 and 06, and they went on to win a couple of premierships over the next three years based around the forward pack and the attitude that Ben Kennedy built. The Newcastle Knights, we're going to talk about Ben Kennedy first. Uh, a champion, just so good. Uh, I think people forget that because he went from the Knights to uh, the Manly Seagulls, I think people forget he actually started at the Canberra Raiders. Uh, the Newcastle Knights signed him from the Raiders and he went on to feature in their 2001 grand final. Joey, he would have been my man in the match in the game, but if I had to pick a second, it would have been Ben Kennedy by a mile. He was such a good player. Kangaroos, New South Wales, grand final, you name it, Ben Kennedy. Uh, he had his fingerprints all over. It. Another one, Georgie Carmont. <laughs> really good player, Georgie Carmont. I absolutely loved watching him play back in the day. Really underrated. But for me, this is the most underrated one in Newcastle history, and I'll explain why. And this might be one of the most underrated signings ever. I can't believe more people don't talk about this. Now, it's sort of forgotten in the career of Steve Walters that he actually finished his career at the Newcastle Knights. And I think people forget this when they look back uh, on his fantastic career. Obviously, one of the best hookers 
we have ever seen Steve Waltz as an unbelievable player. Uh, started with the Canberra Raiders, won uh, a few premierships there, was really part of that crucial team. Uh, then he went up to the North Queensland Cowboys for a couple of years around Super League, wasn't overly pretty. Then he finished with Newcastle. Now, I've quite often said... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When it comes to hookers, Cameron Smith's the best I've ever seen. Second, I would have Steve Walters. I honestly would. I just think he's very underrated. I think in this Canberra Raiders team, he was in a stacked team. But when you go back and watch those games and just see the impact that he had on every single play, Steve Walters, he was an unbelievable footballer. I think I also think he's another guy that's one of the most underrated ever. There's a couple of guys from that Canberra Raiders team that get all the applauds in the world. Your Ricky Stewart, your Laurie Daly, your Mal Meningas, and fair enough, so they should. But guys like Bradley Clyde, guys like Steve Walters, people do not talk about them anywhere near as much as they should. Uh, a champion player, Steve Walters, and he signed with the Newcastle Knights for one season at the end of 1990. Uh, in 1999. He only played seven games, yeah? Uh, won just over 50% of them, but the influence that he had on a young guy in that squad who was coming in as a fullback, winger, they weren't really sure how to use this guy. They weren't really sure where he was going to play, and they made a decision uh, to play him at hooker, and Steve Walters really took him under his wing. His name was Danny Badiris. Uh, now, Danny Badiris, he makes his debut in 97. He plays one game. He plays a few games in 1998. Sort of bouncing around off the bench, played a little bit of fullback, played a little bit of center, a little bit of hooker. 99, he plays 22 games that season. Uh, plays center to the start of the season, comes off the bench. Then he ends up at the hooker, and he's he, he's under the tuition of Steve Walters. And, of course, we know what happens to Danny Badiris. He goes on to be one of the best hookers we've ever seen. And, as I said, I would have Cameron Smith as my best hooker ever. I'd have Steve Walters second. I'd probably have Danny Badiris a close third. And it's, and a lot of what Danny Badiris did comes down to the influence of Steve Walters. He was a center slash fullback arriving at the Knights one year under Steve Walters and he turns into one of the greatest nines that we've ever seen and wins their grand final with them in 2001. And Hooker goes on to play be the New South Wales captain, the Australian hooker. I believe he takes one tour off in about 2005, 2006. I, I believe it, it was to get married. Cameron Smith comes in and plays a few games and never misses another game at hooker. Just unbelievable what happened to Daddy Badiris when it comes to the arrival of Cameron Smith. But can't be underestimated the impact that Steve Walters had on his career. One of the greatest nines ever. And in his last season, he handed over all the knowledge and experience he had to a young fullback slash center named Danny Badiris. And he goes on to be one of the best hookers we've ever seen. Our last team, the Penny Panthers. I thought we'd leave them to last because we talk about them so much because they are going so well at the moment. Some of their most underrated signings. Uh, the first one is Petro Sevenaceva. Great player Petro. Um, a, a lot of people suggested him. He didn't stay there for long, but he was fantastic in his time there. Peter Wallace got a few shouts. Absolutely love Wallace. Tough as nails. I believe he's still on the coaching staff there. He was last year anyway. Uh, came down from the Broncos. Got to remember, Peter Wallace was a New South Wales 7 for a while there. Um, there's, there's some of the injuries that Peter Wallace played through. He really did set a standard at the Penrith Panthers. I think he arrived there at a hooker. Then they had a sh- 
halfback shortage. Uh, so he made the change and he absolutely killed it. Peter Wallace, one of the toughest bastards this game has ever seen. Very skillful, very underrated Peter Wallace. Played some good games for the Blues too against an absolutely star-studded Queensland style where they never stood a chance. But I thought Peter Wallace, he always held his own. Good shout there. Then two guys from the modern-day team. The first one, Viliami Kikau. They got him from the North Queensland Cowboys. And look at the player that he has gone on to uh, become. Played a big role in their premiership victory last year, especially in the grand final. Some of the tackles he came up with was sensational. And you look at the impact he's having at the moment. That left edge, he has gone from he he could have quite easily just been the biggest guy on the field and made a career out of that. He's got a passing game. He's got a little kicking game. We saw on the weekend. Uh, kick out has turned into a champion player. Very underrated signing from the Cowboys. I should have mentioned the Melbourne Storm actually got cheese from the same sort of period uh, from the North Queensland Cowboys too. That Toyota Cup team was fucked. It's surprising they didn't kick on. KP's another one that was in that side. The last player we're going to mention. And I personally think this is the most important signing in the Penrith Panthers history, Api Curacao. Uh, it looked like a couple of years ago he was done and dusted, going to Canterbury, signed, sealed, delivered. He makes an 11th hour decision to move to the Penrith Panthers. And history will always tell us that this was the signing that led the Penrith Panthers to where they are today and led Nathan Cleary to be the player that he is today. The impact that he's had on Nathan Cleary has been unbelievable. We had him on the podcast at the start of the season and spoke, start of the year, sorry, spoke about the impact of Appy and him arriving. And it's just made all the difference in the world to Nathan. Personally, I don't think the Penrith Panthers would have won or played in the last two grand finals if they didn't get Appy Curacao. He has been sensational and is criminally criminally underrated as a hooker in our game. What a signing. you got to remember, he also won a premiership in 2014 with the Bunnies a couple of years later. Arrives at the Panthers and makes a world of difference. As I said, the Panthers are not the same team if they never signed up at Curacao. I think it's the most underrated signing in this club's history. Guys, thank you for all of your suggestions. Sorry I didn't get to read out individual names, but we whacked out about 35 minutes or so here. I thought this was an absolute cracking podcast. If there's any more topics like this you would like me to cover, please send me a DM and I can throw them up, get your responses, then turn them into a podcast like this. I absolutely loved going through these ones. Give me a couple of ideas for ones to do in the future, but I thought this one was an absolute cracker. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market 